Hello, my name is Andrew Laposha, and welcome to the Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be discussing the death and final years of late-night talk show host Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was the greatest TV star of all time. Not one of the greatest, the greatest. From 1962 to 1992, Johnny Carson was host of The Tonight Show on NBC. Unlike many of the modern-day late-night talk show hosts where they're always playing musical chairs for who is the most popular, Johnny was at the top for the entire 30 years. Many tried to dethrone him, but never did. Some would argue he was more famous than the President of the United States. And rightfully so. Johnny Carson is my idol. It wasn't just that he was funny. He had class all the way. Whether he was interviewing the biggest movie star or the average person with an unusual talent or interest, Johnny made them feel important. He may have been the star of the show, but he never acted like it. He was also one of the most influential people in comedy. The current crop of late-night hosts such as Jay Leno, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Fallon, and Stephen Colbert all cite Johnny as an influence on their shows. Not only that, but the list of comedians who either made their first appearance with Johnny or received a major boost from doing so is borderline endless. They include stand-ups like Joan Rivers, Bill Cosby, Steve Martin, Gary Shandling, Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, Eddie Murphy, and Jim Carrey. The reasons why Johnny was great could take up an entire episode by itself, which is why I would highly recommend a great podcast called The Carson Podcast. The podcast is hosted by my friend Mark Malkov, who was a big help for me on this episode. On the Carson Podcast, Mark interviews frequent guests, staff members, and friends of Johnny Carson. When I first started listening to the Carson Podcast, I found more reasons to love Johnny that I never knew about. Johnny may have been a great conversationalist on The Tonight Show, but he wasn't really that way off camera. If he was with some of his good friends, like Steve Lawrence, Bob Newhart, and Don Rickles, he could be the exact same person you saw on TV but most of the time he was shy and didn't socialize much. In fact, after he retired from The Tonight Show, he rarely made public appearances. In 1991, Johnny formally announced that he would be retiring the following year. Johnny's retirement was a media circus. The talk about whether or not Jay Leno or David Letterman would take over for Johnny became a big story, which became the subject of a book and TV movie. Some wondered why Johnny decided to step down. As I mentioned in the Bob Hope episode, Johnny did not want the kind of career that Bob Hope had, which continued well into Hope's old age. Johnny did not want to wear out his welcome and wanted to go out while he was on top. But that wasn't the only reason. Towards the end, Saturday Night Live was starting to do parodies of him. Dana Carvey would do a spot-on impression of Johnny that made him seem old and confused. Because of this, Carvey stopped appearing on The Tonight Show. Johnny did not want to become a parody of himself. Just a week before Johnny's final show, SNL did a sketch spoofing Johnny in their cold open, and Phil Hartman portrayed Johnny's sidekick Ed McMahon as a drunk. Later that week, Johnny made a joke during his monologue about a comedy version of Saturday Night Live. Johnny's penultimate show was on May 21, 1992, with guests Robin Williams and Bette Midler. Williams gave his trademark fast-paced comedy, but Midler's performance was emotional. At one point during the interview, Bet and Johnny did an impromptu duet of his favorite songs, Here's That Rainy Day and I'll Be Seeing You. Later in the show, Bet gave a rendition of One For My Baby and One More For The Road. Johnny grew tearful, as did the audience. It immediately became one of the most touching and emotional moments in television history, 
and Bette Midler won an Emmy for the performance. After the taping of that show, Johnny met with his producer, Peter LaSalle, and they both agreed that that needed to be the final show. They knew there was no way they could top that. However, they still had one last show to do. It aired the following night, May 22, 1992. There were no guests, and the audience was invitation only, consisting of friends, family members, and crew. Clips and montages were shown. It was quiet, classy, and emotional. Johnny was visibly tearful as he gave his closing remarks. After the show, Johnny and his fourth wife, Alex, left the studio and took a limo to a helipad, where they were flown to his home in Malibu. There, a huge party was held. Music was provided by Les Brown and his orchestra, with food catered by Wolfgang Puck. After Johnny retired, there was always speculation he would return to TV in some form. Johnny himself even said that he would. There was even rumor that he had signed a contract with NBC to do a new series, but it wasn't to be. After Johnny's retirement, he only made a few small television appearances. He was given a few awards shortly after retirement. He was given a Kennedy Center honor, as well as an award from the Center for Communication, where he gave a rare monologue. President George H.W. Bush also awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A year after his retirement, Bob Hope's 90th birthday special aired. Hope personally called Johnny and asked him to participate. Even though Johnny never had the best relationship with Hope, Johnny obliged, performing the special's opening monologue. Johnny was back at his old stomping ground, NBC Burbank. Johnny started out making a joke about being back on TV, then apologizing to Jay Leno. He then left after his set. It would be the last monologue he ever performed on television. One of the rare TV appearances Johnny made was a guest appearance on The Simpsons, which aired in May 1993. One of the producers of The Simpsons was Mike Reese, who had previously had a stint as a Tonight Show writer. Reese's initial pitch to Johnny was to have him visit the Simpson home and mooch off the family. Johnny turned it down because he felt it was too degrading. The writers rewrote his role so that he would be a superhuman who was able to pick up cars. Johnny made his last TV appearance on May 13, 1994, almost two years to the day after his retirement. It was an appearance on David Letterman's show. That week, Letterman had been doing a week of shows in Burbank. On the show, Letterman announced that Johnny would be doing that show's top ten list. Paul Schaefer and his orchestra played the iconic Tonight Show theme, but instead Larry Bud Melman came out and handed Dave the card. Letterman then realized he had the wrong card. Then Johnny came out to a standing ovation. Johnny had a quick line ready to say, but the ovation was so great that he was unable to say it. It would be Johnny's last public appearance. If you're like me and you wanted to start a podcast, but were not very tech-savvy, you wouldn't have known what to do. Then I heard about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A common word to describe Johnny in his later years is reclusive, but that's not the right word. The right word is private. While Johnny never made an appearance in public or on television again, he was actually quite active. He played tennis regularly and took lessons in magic. He also learned Swahili and went on African safari several times. Sometimes he would entertain his safari guides in Swahili. 
Johnny also had a private yacht called the Serengeti, which he frequently used. Friends like former NBC president Bob Wright and his former Tonight Show bandleader Doc Severinsen noted that he seemed more relaxed in retirement. One activity Johnny frequented during retirement was poker games that he played in Los Angeles. He often had to travel an hour away from his home in Malibu, but he didn't mind. Other attendees at these games were Steve Martin, Martin Short, Barry Diller, Carl Reiner, Neil Simon, and Chevy Chase. Even though all the men involved were rich, they played with very low stakes. In fact, the game itself was rarely the focus of these visits. The highlight was more the last they had. During retirement, Johnny would often have dreams about being late for The Tonight Show. He didn't necessarily miss doing the show, but he did miss doing the monologue. Sometimes Johnny would have lunch with former Tonight Show writers and perform a monologue for them. During the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal, he was blown away by the amount of jokes he could have made. During one election year, there was talk of him doing a monologue on election night, but he declined. Sometimes Johnny would tell some of the jokes he made up to Peter LaSalle. Peter was impressed and encouraged Johnny to send his jokes to David Letterman, whom LaSalle was executive producer for. Johnny did just that, frequently faxing jokes to Dave. Johnny turned down several offers during retirement, including an uncensored roast to be broadcast on HBO for charity. Two of Johnny's favorite writers, Jim Mulholland and Michael Berry, actually wrote a script for a comeback special for Johnny. It would be a satire of 90s TV. When the two first pitched the idea to Johnny, he was excited about the possibilities. The show would feature dozens of cameos and sketches about Johnny appearing in different types of TV shows. When Johnny was shown the script, he loved it and said he would give it some thought. But after an overseas trip, Johnny declined the offer. Johnny rarely attended funerals. He always felt that if he attended, the attention would stray away from the deceased. The only funeral he said he would ever attend was Frank Sinatra's. When Sinatra died in May 1998, Johnny was on his yacht and was unable to make it to the star-studded funeral. In March 1999, Johnny was asleep at his Malibu home when he suffered a heart attack around 3.30 a.m. Johnny was rushed to the St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, where quadruple bypass heart surgery was performed. After the surgery, Suzanne Somers sent a note to Johnny thanking him for everything and how much he meant to her and so many others. Johnny wrote back, Dear Suzanne, I'm fine. Really. Johnny. Johnny made a full recovery from the surgery. On September 15, 2001, Johnny's longtime Tonight Show producer, Fred DeCordova, passed away at the Motion Picture Home in Woodlawn Hills, California. Even though DeCordova was very wealthy, he had spent much of his money by the end of his life. Fred tried to convince his wife Janet to sell their home, but she didn't. DeCordova's death left her broke and she moved to Mexico. To help, Johnny sent Janet a check for $100,000. May of 2002 saw NBC's 75th anniversary and a big television special was planned. In honor of this occasion, executives felt that the special would be incomplete without Johnny Carson. NBC executives Bob Wright and Rick Ludwin, both men who knew him well, went to Johnny and begged him to appear. Johnny declined because he was going on a Panama Canal trip. Another offer was made to get him to appear with the possibility of an appearance via satellite. Johnny declined that offer as well. He did not appear on the special. Another offer Johnny turned down was an appearance at the 2001 Oscars, which would be hosted by poker buddy Steve Martin. Steve had an idea that about midway through the show, he would talk about how he watched the tape so far and that he was the greatest Oscar host of all time. Then frequent Oscar host Billy Crystal would come out and argue with Steve about how he was the greatest. 
Then Johnny Carson, who himself had hosted five times before, would come out behind them and the audience would go crazy. Johnny liked the idea, but he ultimately turned it down. Johnny was a lifelong smoker. During the early days of The Tonight Show, he would often smoke on the air. He gave up smoking in the mid-1990s, but it caught up to him. One day, he was on the Serengeti with Doc Severinsen. They were swimming when all of a sudden, Johnny appeared to be out of breath. His voice had also recently started to sound weak and angry. Johnny was diagnosed with emphysema. There were reports that Johnny was near death, but he disputed them and said he was still feeling fine. However, he had to give up playing tennis, which was very hard on him. In September 2004, it was announced that Conan O'Brien would be taking over hosting duties from Jay Leno in 2009. After the announcement, Johnny personally called Conan to wish him good luck. Around this time, Pendulette was finishing up a documentary about the infamous aristocrats joke. Johnny reportedly loved the joke, and Penn offered Johnny an opportunity to appear on the documentary. Johnny declined, but a private screening was arranged for his home when the movie was released. Sadly, such a screening never occurred. By early 2005, Johnny's health was on the decline. By this point, he was no longer living with Alex. On January 4th, a picture was taken of Johnny in the parking lot of a Malibu movie theater. He was going to see the movie The Aviator. Johnny looked unrecognizable. He had gained a considerable amount of weight. The picture was published in the New York Post. The day after the picture was taken, Johnny was taken to Cedar sinai Medical Center for breathing difficulties. However, he was stabilized and went home. A couple of weeks later, on the 16th, Johnny was taken back to the hospital. During his hospital stay, he took comfort in watching reruns of The Carol Burnett Show and even wrote Carol a fan letter. Also, comedian Marvin Braverman was there at the same time, having knee replacement surgery. Braverman went and visited Johnny, asking him why he never put him on The Tonight Show and put on David Brenner instead. Carson replied with, because Brenner wasn't funny. While Johnny was in the hospital, Peter LaSalle was doing a press conference for the premiere of Craig Ferguson's late night show, which he was producing. During the press conference, LaSalle was asked questions about Johnny. Not wanting to say that Johnny wasn't doing well, he admitted that he sometimes sent jokes to Letterman. It became big news. On January 21st, Johnny's condition worsened and he was placed in intensive care. Over the course of the next couple days, Johnny's situation became grim. When it looked like nothing else could be done, Johnny asked that he be taken off life support. On January 23rd, 2005, at 6.50 a.m., Johnny Carson passed away at the age of 79. The cause of death was respiratory failure caused by emphysema. With him were Alex and his two sons. Johnny was cremated and his ashes were given to Alex. The following night, Jay Leno dedicated an entire episode of The Tonight Show to Johnny's memory. Clips were shown and his guests were Ed McMahon, Don Rickles, Bob Newhart, Katie Lang, and Drew Carey, who was one of many comedians who first appeared with Johnny. On January 31st, David Letterman paid tribute to Johnny by doing a monologue composed entirely of jokes that Johnny sent him. His guests that night were Doc Severinsen and Peter LaSalle. At the end of the show, Doc, as well as two of Johnny's former band members, Ed Shaughnessy and Tommy Newsom, played Here's That Rainy Day, one of Johnny's favorite songs. At the end of every episode of the Carson podcast, Mark Malkov asks his guest a simple question. Who was Johnny Carson and what did he mean to you? With each answer, you only get more of a realization of how great Johnny was. It is undisputedly true that Johnny was the greatest. He set the standard for late-night television. No one will ever reach the heights that he reached.
thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Once again, I want to give special thanks to Mark Malkoff. Mark hosts a great podcast called The Carson Podcast, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, and if possible, leave me a review. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The links are included in the description of this episode. Do you have anyone you would like to see talked about on this podcast? Let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thank you again for listening. My name is Andrew Laposha, and I will see you next time.